Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. What an intro, Lonnie. I love that theme song. Don't know oh. if you've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the best theme songs ever. I'm going to say that every episode. <laughs> Thank you much, very much to Mark for uh, making that for us. Hey, Mark the man. That's him. Now, Lonnie, I'm just going to jump right into what our topic is today. Okay. Professional wrestling. Wrestling. Don't turn off the podcast, everyone. Please. <laughs> I promise it'll be interesting. Um, now, Lonnie, the first thing that people say when you mention pro wrestling is it's fake, right? Yeah. And I think that's a bit rough, to be honest. What's Star Wars, Lonnie? Is that real? No, it's made up. It's fictional too, Dylan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. correct. It's... It's one of those things that baffles me. People just throw it away without even giving it a chance, Lonnie. They do, and I was looking back, and I, I hope I wasn't too dismissive of wrestling back in our youth when you used to tell me about it. I think I might have been a bit dismissive of it. And now having, I think, I think everyone was, to be honest. Yeah, and now having watched a bit and knowing a bit more about the, the wrestling world, I'm okay with it. I think it's pretty cool, actually. Okay, okay. Because, yes, I did ask you to do some homework this week, didn't I, Lonnie? You did, and I did it all. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert, everyone. I asked him to watch four matches, and he only watched three. But that's okay. okay that's right. I came into the show today being like, yeah, I've watched all three episodes. I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. And then forgot there was another one to watch. My bad. It's, it's fine. It's all good. Um, it's nothing... Uh, Nothing complicated that you need to watch. It's just a really solid match. So I can just talk okay. about it. That's fine. I'll watch it afterwards, and then if I have any more thoughts, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's all good. Um, so what we're going to do today, Lonnie, is I'm going to run you and the listeners at home through a brief history of professional wrestling in general, specifically the pro wrestler Shawn Michaels, a.k.a. the Heartbreak Kid. And this is someone I'd never really heard of before, Dylan. But now I've I realised that he's obviously one of the most popular ever. He's not one of those wrestlers like The Rock or John Cena that's kind of crossed into the mm. the mainstream. But he's one of those wrestlers that's a big deal in the pro wrestling world, mm-hmm. basically. Um, arguably the greatest of all time. Really? Say. Really? Yes, okay. he's definitely up there. Um, now, for those who don't know... Pro wrestling is where at least two opponents wrestle, beat up each other, toss each other around the ring, what have you, and try to win the match by making their opponent submit or by pinning their opponent to the mat for a three count from the referee. Mm -hmm. Um, Wrestlers generally have a few moves called signature and finishing moves, which probably 90% of the time, once they land these, they'll win with them. Okay. 
So that's a big part of the appeal of the the audience because once they know a move's about to be hit or it's coming up, they get mm-hmm. excited for it, mm. build some hype. So <laughs> that's what they're there for. Um, but yeah, wrestling is uh, predetermined. Uh, mm. The results are determined beforehand. But that's fine. It's purely entertainment. It's not really a competition, to be honest. It, it's really more theatrical than you might think. I think maybe the problem is people think of it as a sport when it's yes. not really, is it? No, no. And they have tried to distance themselves from that over the years, to mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically a vehicle for an alternative type of storytelling is what I would uh, best mm. describe it as. Mm-hmm. If you think of it as a performance rather than a sport, yeah, that's what it really is. So I wonder if people are like, oh, you know, it's fake, don't you? It's just fake, made up sort of stuff. It's like if we went to go watch a football match and we knew the result was determined, we'd find that incongruous. But is that the, the disconnect here where people don't really fully understand that entertainment storytelling side of it? Yeah. I can understand where they were coming from if it was just – Two regular guys just coming out and just, mm. you know, wrestling around, throwing each other around. But it's not that. They have characters. Yes. They have stories before and after these matches. Um, I mean, money for goodness sakes, they have clowns. They have undead wizards. They <laughs> <laughs> They're not trying to be real. Let's be honest. They're um, storylines that run over years as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Can do. Decades even. Mm. But uh, as I said, today we're looking at pro wrestler and WWE Hall of Famer, Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak Kid. He's got many other nicknames. The main event, the showstopper. He's the greatest of all time, as some have said. He's got a career that's spanned around 30 years, all in all. Okay. With some breaks here and there in between, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many have called him the perfect wrestler, Lonnie. The perfect wrestler? And what does that mean? What's what's perfection about him? In saying that, they say he possesses all the things you need in a great wrestler. Mm -hmm. For example, he has charisma in spades, in my opinion. Yep. Um, Meaning he can draw in a crowd, mesmerize them with his matches. He can talk on the mic or cut a promo, as they say Mm -hmm. in the wrestling biz. Mm -hmm. He has a wide array of moves in his toolkit and styles that he can use. He can be a high flyer. He can be a technical wrestler. He can be flashy. He can be extreme. You can do it all, Lonnie. He's been successful as both hero and villain, which can be very hard for wrestlers to pull off. Mm. Some are only good as one or the other, basically. They can't do both. Only the greatest of the greats can be both. You can, you can turn that line between, is it being, is it the heel? Is that what they call them? Yes, yes. Some wrestling lingo here. Uh, a hero <laughs> in wrestling is called a baby face mm. or a face for short. And yes, a villain is called a heel. And heels generate heat, Lonnie, mm. which means hate and boo and negative emotions from crowds or even other wrestlers backstage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but all engagement's good engagement, isn't it, with the audience? Oh, exactly. If you're a heel and you're not getting them to boo you out of the building, mm. you're not a good heel. All right. Now, Lonnie, I did ask you to do some homework. Mm-hmm. And you've watched three matches. <laughs> three out of four. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Good effort. That's a B plus. <laughs> now, picking these matches, Lonnie, mm. I must admit, it was one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, was picking only four to try and showcase a massive career. But I like to think I've done a pretty good job. I think you have, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we'll start with a bit of background on Sean. So when he started out in the WWE, he was in a tag team. Which okay. Is, for those who don't know, two wrestlers who wrestle against generally two other wrestlers tagging each other in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a team with another wrestler called Marty Janetti, and their tag team was the Midnight Rockers. Mm-hmm. What a name. Did, did they have sort of a, a rock band aesthetic or something, or was that just a name they had? It was kind of like that 80s uh, flair clothing, you know, yeah. with like tassels off the pants, that sort of thing. Yep. Nice. Sleeveless T-shirts, yeah. <laughs> Classic, uh, classic cool guys in the 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s. Mm. But, um, yeah, eventually he fell out and did his own thing, which is when he's shown in the WWE. Okay. Now, one of the bad things about uh, Sean is that, unfortunately, drugs were a major issue for him. Oh, through his whole career or? On and off, up to the late 90s. Okay. Yeah. So he he did find great success, though, despite all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually won what is known as the Intercontinental Championship, which is like the mid-level championship for singles wrestlers. It's one below the world title. Okay, cool. It's um, a lot of people call it the workhorse title in the business. Mm. Yeah, it's like a very important title in a lot of wrestlers' careers, especially early on. Mm-hmm. It's when their careers begin to take off after they win that. So he wins this title, but after a few months on him, he fails a drug test and gets suspended. Wow. Now, at this time, he was asked to relinquish the title, but he, being Sean, uh, he's a bit of an arrogant boy. He refused to send the championship back to them while he was suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happened is they had to make another title. They held a tournament, and a wrestler by the name of Razor Ramon hmm. won it. Ooh. Now, Sean comes back after his suspension and a storyline begins of who is the real Intercontinental Champion Uh as both these guys have a a claim to it. Mm -hmm. And what this culminates in, Lonnie, is a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 10. And can I just say, I love the ladders. (laughs) That was such a cool addition to this. It is, it is. And... um, They've gotten crazier over the years. This is really the first one in the WWE. Oh, really? Yes. Bit of history you showed me, Dylan. I did, yes, yes. Um, So I showed it to you for a few reasons. Uh, We get a look at Sean and wrestling in general in the mid-90s, early 90s. It was cool seeing how it develops over these um, matches that you've shown me as well. Yeah, for sure. I tried to pick uh, a timestamp in each era pretty Mm, much. mm -hmm. I think you've done well. Yeah. Um, also shows him as uh, a cocky heel. Mm. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, also shows a different type of wrestling match, obviously, with the ladder being involved. And ladder matches are one of the most popular match types in wrestling, Lonnie. Yeah, I'd never heard people of them. love them. And I loved it. I really did. <laughs> oh, people love them. And that's, there's been ones that are greater than that, Lonnie, if you can believe it. Well, let me know after this and I'll go watch them. Okay, okay. I'll go one in mind for you. I'll let you know. Okay. Um now, I don't know if you caught it during this match or if you caught onto it during other matches, but Shawn Michaels probably has the best entrance music in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the best hair, I'll say that much. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, now, some of the lyrics, I don't know if you looked these up or if you heard them. No, go on. Some lyrics are, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. Mm-hmm. I've got the moves that really move them. 
I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, that's good. I can see why you relate to Sean Michaels because that could also <laughs> describe you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, one thing that sticks out to me for this match in particular is that nowadays when there's a ladder match, there's, like, heaps of different ladders surrounding the ring uh-huh. and also ladders underneath the ring of varying sizes and that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Um so they can use whatever they want during the match, pretty much. But with mm. this one, they only had the one ladder. It's it's very simple and clean, and they're having to fight over it, and one person gets it, and the other guy has to come fight them off with it. And tell me if I'm wrong, Dylan. This is a real ladder, right? Like it's oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's not made of foam or anything because they actually climb it and whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't support them if it wasn't a real yeah, ladder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when they hit each other with it, I know it's it's safe enough, but still. <laughs> That would, that would hurt. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's wrestling, mate. It does hurt. Yeah. Um, with ladder matches, for those who don't know, to win this match, you have to climb the ladder and grab uh, whatever's hanging above the ring. In this case, it was championship belts, hmm. and the first one to grab whatever's hanging above the ring wins. Um, but uh, yeah, there's only one ladder, and they they do everything with it. They really utilize it. <laughs> they do. They throw it at each other. Jump mm-hmm. off it onto each other, prop it in the corner, throw each other into it. Yeah. Madness. Um, I think Sean even drop kicks the ladder at one point. <laughs> I, when think so. I think so. I thought that was great. And what I like about um, the ladder... Yeah, as you said, pretty brutal. Yeah, and what I like about it is that it gives them a goal. It's not just to feed yeah, the other guy. It's exactly. like you got to get up on top of the ladder and so... One guy can get up to almost reaches the other guy comes and knocks the ladder out of away from him. He falls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh, what what they do to each other with it's still going to bloody hurt. Mm, absolutely. That ladder. Um, by the end of the match, I couldn't believe it still works. I thought it was going to collapse under um, Razor Ramon when he climbed up and grabbed. Yeah, the I know. It was because uh, they beat the they beat the shit out of that lineup. From <laughs> <They did. laughs> um, there was also a point I liked where I don't know if this was planned or not, but Razor pulls Sean Sean's pants down. <laughs> and that happens in the next game, as next match as well. Oh yeah, well, um, but Sean rolled with it and elbow drops him before yeah. he pulls him back up. Yeah, I think he loved it a bit. <laughs> um, now a lot of this match, I don't know how you saw it, but it was just like. Sean just doing innovative stuff with the ladder pretty much. Mm. Um, Ric Flair, who is also arguably one of the greatest of all time, has been quoted as saying, he said, Sean went out that night and had a match with the ladder. There just had to be another guy in the ring with him. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. But uh, what did you think of the match overall, Lonnie? You love it? I loved it. I really liked it, actually. And is it... This like a famous match, like you mentioned, yeah. Ric Flair is talking about it. Okay, so it is, it's well known. Yeah, uh, a lot of people, especially old school wrestlers, uh, cite this as being their favourite ladder match of all time. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad you've shown it to me. I feel like I've been part of history, Dylan. Absolutely, Lonnie. Absolutely. And I really did feel my like anxiety when they're on top of the ladder. And I was like, well, this is a bit dangerous now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Absolutely. And as I said, like, I like the goal aspect of it, having to get something like up, up up ladder and then grab the belt like it's a cool dimension i i felt absolutely something different mm. yeah one other thing i liked was when i don't know who it was now one of the wrestlers they they pull up the mat and then threw the other guy onto the concrete 
Yeah, I think that might have been uh, Razor Ramon did that. Razor, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, great match, I thought, overall. Two thumbs up from me. I agree. And I especially liked how one of the commentators was just going gaga for Sean. He didn't even care about Razor. He just, come on, Sean. Uh, Sean, you got to go out. That's the thing with uh, commentators in wrestling, Lonnie. They also play characters. Yes, they're part of it, right? Absolutely. They'll be usually a heel commentator who will root for the bad guys and then uh, either a face commentator or just a neutral commentator. Yeah, okay, cool. Most of my knowledge of wrestling comes from Glow, so... (laughs) That's pretty solid. Glow's a good show. It's a really good show. good representation. Um, But anyway, a few years pass now, Lonnie. Mm. Uh, and Sean has become, at this point, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. He has truly perfected his craft. Um, he's also won the world title a few times, and he became the first Grand Slam champion in wow. WWE, which is when you've won every single title available to you at the time in the company. Okay. It's pretty impressive. Um, absolutely. A massive legacy. Now, unfortunately... Sean's attitude backstage is getting worse, Lonnie. Oh. He's becoming very arrogant <laughs> and his drug problems are getting really bad. Mm. At this point, uh, we're in the year 1998 and he also suffers a very bad back injury. Okay. And as a result, he's going to have to retire. No. Not Sean. Sean. No, not Sean. But he said to Vince McMahon, who owns the WWE, mm that after he got his back injured and he had to retire, he said that he can get them to WrestleMania 14 and he can have one last match because he was the champion at the time. Mm, okay. So he said, I can get you to WrestleMania 14, I can wrestle that match, and that can be my last match. And this is the match I chose to show you, Lonnie. It was Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWE World Championship with... Special Enforcer, Mike Tyson, at ringside. Yeah, I've got some questions about that. <laughs> um, okay, go on. <laughs> Explain Mike Tyson's involvement to me, please. Okay. So basically at this point, uh, WWE are in a ratings war with another company called WCW. Okay. Mm. And at this point... It's getting really bad. Like WCW is smashing them in the ratings, Lonnie. Mm. So much so that they're going week to week, not knowing if they're going to keep going or if they're going to be cancelled, basically. Oh, really? Yes, yes. So could you, just, could you explain to me, this is a weekly TV show over there in America yeah. as well? Yeah. Yep, Monday Night Raw. Okay, right. With pay-per-views in between, like special events like WrestleMania. Or yeah. Rumble, that sort of thing. And what network is it on over there or has been on? I think it's on the Sky Network. Okay, right. Sky or Fox, one of those. But um, but one of the major things that helped them turn the tide in the ratings war mm. is getting Mike Tyson on board. Because at that time, Mike Tyson, biggest name in sports, yeah. basically. World heavyweight champion, whatever, yeah. Boxing champion, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Baddest man on the planet. Yes. Iron Mike. Controversial figure. Exactly, which is um, why they wanted him, pretty much. I got the impression that Mike didn't really know what to do. Did you get that impression watching this? Look, Mike's a good man. Yeah? Okay. Well, I think. I don't know him personally. Mm. He's a nice enough man most of the time. 
He was um, just loitering around the side of the ring, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, he was teasing Steve a bit. He, he was did. grabbing his foot. That was a bit funny. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and, um, you know, he threw him back in the ring at one point. He was yeah. doing his job. He's the enforcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't have the, that charisma and presence, though, because obviously not no. being a wrestler, like I can understand. No, but yeah, you know, doing, he he doing his bit. He wasn't the focus. He was just there for a bit of entertainment value, which yeah. I think he pulled off enough. Yeah. Um, now, the reason I chose this match um, is because it's a very important match for Sean at this moment in his career and life. Okay. His last match at the time mm. um, shows him in peak heel mode when he was part of uh, a wrestling faction called Degeneration X. <laughs> with our boy Hunter Hurst Helmsley, or as he's known nowadays, Triple H. Right. I wonder what the H stood for. Yeah, because when he first came in, he was like an aristocrat Connecticut blue blood character called yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yep. He's very fancy pants. Over the years, that started to wade off and he became a badass and they uh, just called him Triple H. Cool. Great name though, Triple H. Mm. And um, yeah, shows him in peak heel mode, shows his heart also because he basically wrestled this whole match with a broken back, pretty much. Yeah, wow. Um, But yeah. It's uh, great stuff. It's brutal because there's a part where he just gets tossed in the corner so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like upside down, which, you know, he chose to do. He, <laughs> but still, still. would have hurt massively. And this is the one where they get thrown into like the crowd a bit and then thrown into like the um, the band setup. Yeah. The, the, the cymbals and the, the drum kit. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of fun. Yeah. This is the main event. So, you know, got to go big. Mm. But, yeah, he was clearly in massive pain. Like, after nearly every move, he was, like, wincing and clutching mm. his back. It's rough. But, yeah, overall, I liked the match. Um, I was a bit taken aback when, I guess, Mike can be a referee. And <laughs> yeah. He was um, keeping that up his sleeve, wasn't he? Apparently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still great stuff. Um, and he turns on Sean. Mm. A little bit of a heel turn or yeah. like a space turn. From, from Mike and you know everyone talks about Stone Cold Steve Austin I don't really know much about him but you know what he is pretty Stone Cold yeah <laughs> like he, he's a cool dude yeah Lonnie he was massive yeah in the 90s yeah yeah like in America like I don't think there's anyone that didn't know Stone Cold Steve Austin wow mm. he was a big part of why the WWE became so popular at that time and they you can see why. He's cool mm. as a cucumber. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And eventually they've sort of did they beat away the competition now they're they're the main ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um I think it's like in two thousand and yeah, two thousand I think uh Vince actually buys WCW and then shuts them down. Nice. Cool. So yeah, there you go. But uh, anyway, Sean loses this match and um, retires for about four years. Mm -hmm. So he was told he'd never wrestle again, Lonnie. Mm. Now, this is where he gets really deep into drugs. Dark times for the heartbreak kid, Lonnie. Yeah, I bet. But eventually, he meets a girl, gets married, has a child, finds God, and gets clean for good, Lonnie. I didn't know God was missing. It wasn't Sean's life, Lonnie, until that time. (laughs) Okay, cool. So he found religion and becomes basically the nicest, greatest bloke ever. Oh, good on him. Becomes a sweetheart. 
Um, but yeah, after those four years and various back surgeries, uh, his mm. spine heals and he can wrestle again. He's done a Batman. He has. He has. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. But yes, mm. he did. Uh, and he returns to the WWE in 2002. Okay. Uh, and this begins the back half of his career as like an older, wiser, nicer, more complete wrestler. Nice. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even wins the world title again. Nice. Yeah. Bit of Cinderella story for you. That's our boy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's him. Now, this brings us to the next match I asked you to watch, Lonnie. I don't know how much research you did into this one, but this is a controversial match. Oh, okay. Do you have any idea why? No, I, I, I really just went into them blind to experience them and I haven't done any further research. I was hoping you would um, let me know what's going on, but there was a, a big promo before this match, I remember. Lots yeah, of lots so of backstory I did, which <laughs> didn't make much sense, I'll, I'll have to say. But... Oh, it was good though. It was yeah. like that classic early 2000s video package though. <laughs> it is very dated in that sense, but that's cool. It's a cool little look into that you know, timestamp of that world. Yeah, and... It's a, a triple threat match at WrestleMania 20 for the mm-hmm. World Heavyweight Championship between the champion, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit. Mm. What did you think of Chris Benoit and Triple H, Lonnie? Um, so I couldn't work out, were they on the same team here? So it was kind of a situation where Shawn and Chris were like, we're not letting Triple H walk out as champion, basically. Yeah. He's not winning. Right. So it's That's as much as friends they were. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. And there was some something to do with contracts or something in their promo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what happens is before WrestleMania, a few months before each year, there's a, a match called the Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. And that's where 30 men compete in a ring to toss each other over the top rope and the last man standing gets a chance to fight for the world championship at WrestleMania. It's pretty cool. It is. And Chris Benoit won that match earlier that year. Okay. So that's why there was a contract signing. <laughs> and there's bad blood between Triple H and these two these fellas. Yeah. At this point, um, Triple H had turned on Sean and they'd been bitter enemies in the storylines. And mm. uh, uh, no one likes Chris Benoit. They were just mean to him. Okay. The fans love him, but mm. the other wrestlers don't because uh, he's the best, Lonnie. Well, he was, anyway. Um, now, any other questions before I drop the bomb on why it's controversial? Well, one question, yes. It's, it's more of a wrestling in general question. Where's okay. the blood come from? They cut themselves. 
They really do that, do they? They get little razors out and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, they either hide it in their wrist tape, yep. like underneath their wrist tape, or the referee will hand it to them at some point usually, I believe. Okay. Um, and because once you cut your forehead, it just bleeds profusely. So they yeah. just slit themselves a little bit and off to the races. Wow. Yeah. It's dedication. Because, I don't know, I just looked at one point and all of a sudden they were so bloody. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're pissing blood, especially Sean. His hair yeah. was, like, red. By yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's madness. Um, but anyway. Yes, drop this bomb. Drop it. It's only controversial looking back. It wasn't controversial at the time. Okay. It's controversial looking back because it involves a man who murdered his wife and child and then himself. And that was Chris Benoit. Oh. Yes. I I've heard of... That, I think, but I didn't know the name or anything. Okay. Yeah, that was him, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, kind of a mystery why he did it. Because he didn't leave a note or anything like that. Yeah. Jeez. A lot of people have attributed it to massive brain injuries over his career. Mm. Um, drug abuse and also relationship problems. So all of it building up, basically. Yeah, God. So awful thing, which is why... I don't know if you noticed it when you went in to look at the matches. It didn't say Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. It just said World Heavyweight Championship match. Right. So they try to keep him as much on the down low on the WWE network as much as they can, pretty much. I guess that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, it's better than they not having his matches on there. Well, you can't ignore the fact that they, they occurred, I suppose, but you also exactly. don't, want, don't want to promote that sort of, sort of thing, that sort of person. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's archival, it's there for history reasons, but, yeah, you don't want to promote him on the front page or anything like that, no. which you can understand, obviously. Yeah. So how, how like, when did he do all that? Was it? Uh, 2007, I think it was June. Okay, so a few years after this. Yes, yeah, a couple of years after. And so do people attribute this match in particular to anything or just in general that he perhaps just in general, being um, a wrestler didn't help his life, yeah? Well, one of his signature moves is he jumps off the top rope and headbutts someone. Mm. And apparently that causes brain injuries and concussions. Yeah. Apparently he's had like one a, one every match, apparently he said at one point. Yeah. Which is obviously not good. No, it's a huge problem. And it's a problem not just in wrestling, I'm sure, but lots of sports where there's contact sports where we're finding out more and more about concussion and CTE and stuff. It's just not a good thing. Absolutely, especially in like football, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Eye contact, yeah. But it's also another thing because this is entertainment. Um, it's a question I wanted to ask you. Mm. Uh, do you think it's possible to separate an artist from their work? Yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult question, isn't it? So you're saying, mm. is it like moral to go back and watch matches with, with Chris Benoit? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, other things like. Uh, mm. House of Cards with Kevin Spacey, you know, mm. all those sorts of things. Bill Cosby show. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. I'm not sure there's really a good answer. No. I think it's it's very difficult when it's an actor because you are seeing them on screen. It's maybe a bit easier if you're not actually having to view the person. Yeah, if it's like a writer or a director mm. or something. Yeah, I can see that. One thing I'll say about like films, for example, is that it's not just one person. Generally, there's lots yeah. of people involved with the film, so yeah. you can not watch it because of one person, but then you would watch it for someone else, you know what I mean? And yeah. say on House of Cards, for example, Kevin Spacey 
but someone like a best boy or like a you know a lower ranking cast or crew member, you wouldn't throw away the show then, would you? But you would no. because it's Kevin Spacey is the star of the show in, in every scene pretty much. Um, yeah. But, you know, I haven't watched House of Cards since the Kevin Spacey allegations came out and I would feel uncomfortable doing so. And it's also, I think, it's, it's interesting that some people of historical value, like their films or, in this case, their wrestling matches, mm. um, they don't get a pass, but it's really hard to say I'm not going to watch any more of like Roman Polanski films because some of them are really important to film history. Yeah. But if it's a up and coming director or someone no one really likes anyway, like I don't care. I'll, I'll might watch any of their movies. So it's a very difficult question, Dylan. I'm not really sure what the answer is. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know either. To be honest, um, it, it is a bit hard going back to watch Chris Benoit if I'm being honest. I bet. Um, because you know, everyone loved him. He was like, Everyone's mm. favourite wrestler. Mm. He was up there. But um, anyway, we'll talk about the match a bit. So mm. I thought it was very entertaining. Great stuff. And it's something different again. Triple threat match. Yes, that's, that's very cool. You've given me a bit of everything here. It's a good snapshot of, of wrestling. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Uh, I did like the, the, the three-way battle going on. Yeah, and they can be hard uh, a bit because um, they can devolve into just... One guy gets punched in the head, rolls out the ring for 10 minutes while the other two wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I thought they handled it pretty well. There's a lot of back and forth in this match. I guess in having that idea of the two guys don't want the one guy to win really does make that. Gives it extra dimension as well. Yeah, it's another layer. And, you know, uh, Triple H is the champion. Mm. He's on the back foot. He also doesn't want them to win. There was a great part where... Um, mm. Sean's about to tap out to Chris Benoit and Triple H grabs his hand to stop him from tapping out. I thought that was great. That was cool. That's a good bit of storytelling. Is this the one where they knock out the ref? I know that was the last one. Where they... Oh, they... <laughs> the refs get knocked out in wrestling so much. <laughs> Especially if it's a normal match and there needs to be some shenanigans going on yeah. that I can't see. Uh-huh. Bop, knock him out. He's out for how long you need him to be. Love it. And I love when they throw the, the wrestler like into the commentators or like, Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, they've, they've ruined our monitors. I'm like, all right guys, <laughs> they're right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was like around the part where, um, they slammed Benoit through the, the announcer table, Triple yeah. H and Sean. I yeah, thought yeah. that was awesome too. Yeah. Um, I also showed you this match cause it also shows how camera work can help a lot in wrestling too. Mm-hmm. An example of this is because at one point Chris Benoit has Triple H in a, a submission move called the Sharpshooter mm. where he's crossed his legs up and he's mm. got him bent. Um, and Sean just runs in off frame and hits Benoit with his finisher, the sweet chin music. Mm. I thought that was great stuff because if you had seen Sean getting ready to do it, it wouldn't have been as impactful. Yes, bit of a surprise. Yes, exactly. That's cool. But uh, anyway, Chris Benoit wins the match by making Triple H admit Mm. And happy moment at the time. It was good for him. Mm. And his, his first world title win in the WWE, and he's happy as a clam. It's, it's so difficult, isn't it, to look at that now, I'm guessing, for you and people in the know. Yeah, it is a bit. Uh, I don't know how far you watched past that point, but his, uh, his best friend in wrestling, Eddie Guerrero, comes out at that point. Yeah. WWE champion. I think I did watch that, actually, and they were really happy with each other. They were, like, smiling and hugging yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They were like um, two of the guys that people 
never would have thought would have made it to the world title. Right. And both of them are the world champions. So, wow. And uh, Eddie Guerrero unfortunately passed away in 2006, and that's also people have thought started the downward spiral of Chris Benoit also. Oh, okay. Because they were very, very close. So difficult, isn't it? It can be. It can be. But, you know, it's something you have to deal with. Okay. So the next match I didn't watch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but can you tell me about it, please? Okay. Yes. So this is WrestleMania 25, and it's The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, just in a normal match at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. This match is important for a few reasons. So, first of all, this is near the end of Sean's career. I think he... Yeah, next WrestleMania after that. So, WrestleMania 26 was his last match. So, this is pretty much on his way out at this point. He'd be getting on, wouldn't he? He's been around since, like, the 80s, and now this is... Yeah, late 80s. Yeah. 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 And that was... Uh, this was 2009. Yeah. WrestleMania 25. So, yeah. Good long while. Uh, it's also been called the perfect wrestling match, Lonnie. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> Damn, I will go watch it. But yes, tell me about it, please. Uh, yeah, so basically, Sean and Undertaker have been around since the same time as each other, basically. Early mm-hmm. 90s and up mm-hmm. until that point. The Undertaker is the undead wizard I was talking about before. So he can... A few things he can do, Lonnie, in the world of professional wrestling... He can summon lightning. He controls a cult of hooded figures. He can summon fire. And he can control darkness. What are your thoughts? I love it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And is he a heel generally? No. Everyone loves The Undertaker. Oh, okay. He is one of the most beloved wrestlers of all time. And also arguably... The best of all time. Wow. At this point, at WrestleMania 25, he was undefeated at WrestleMania. Really? So he had fought in 16 WrestleManias and had never been beaten. That's that's time, I reckon. Well, at this point, Lonnie, the the streak, as they called it, Mm. started to become a very important thing. Like, it became more important than winning the world championship. If you can beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, you're pretty much guaranteed to be in talks for the best of all time. Wow. So he's he's the one to beat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially at WrestleMania. So Lonnie, at this point in his career, Sean's been killing it. Yep. He's back for a good long while. He's found he's God. God. Yep. He's found God. He has. <laughs> um, just a little segue. I was going to make you watch another match. Yeah. which was him versus the boss, Mr. McMahon, and his son <laughs> Shane McMahon in a tag team match. Um, it was Sean versus... Sean and God versus Mr. <laughs> McMahon and Shane. <laughs> wow. So he's got God on his side. That's awesome. Yes. Um, that was Mr. McMahon's idea. He's got a very inflated ego of himself. <laughs> so... He thought he was going to beat up God, and they do win that match. So. <laughs> it's hilarious, though. Like, there's, like, before Sean comes out, there's just this spotlight that just goes towards the ring with no one walking in it. <laughs> and um, it's just got this biblical music playing, and it's great. It's hilarious. Cool. Send me the details for that one. I'll watch it as well. Okay. 
Well, I can still use your account. I'll love, I'll love to. Oh, yeah, use it as long as you want. That's fine. Um, but anyway, at this point at WrestleMania 25, he's done it all. The only thing he hasn't done is beat the streak, which is why Undertaker and Sean fight at WrestleMania. Now. Yes. I was going to ask you what you thought of this match. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Great. I loved it when they... Did the thing. Did, yeah, and they jumped off and... Yeah, I, I, I do love when they run into the to the side of the ring, the ropes, and then bounce back. It's pretty cool. It's called an Irish whip, Lonnie. Oh, love me some <laughs> Irish whipping. Um, but uh, yeah, it's called been called the closest match to perfection that could exist. It had everything going for it. Yep, it was on the grandest stage of them all, which is WrestleMania, with two of the greatest wrestlers ever, uh, with some of the best commentators ever, and the crowd was crazy. At that point, and also it's got that very unique prize on the line, that being beating Undertaker's streak. It sounds like one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is, Lon. It certainly is. It's so the sort of one you'd probably ask someone to watch for a podcast, I reckon. <laughs> you'd think so. Yeah. Um, well. but, but also, this match is very special to me, Lonnie, because mm. this is my favourite match of all time. Of all time, okay. Yes, it's the match that got me into wrestling. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I remember watching this match live in 2009 at my auntie's house with my cousins. They were way into wrestling yeah. at that point. Um, they had only just gotten into it that previous year, and mm. I did not get it. I didn't understand it. I thought it was stupid. Um, but I was over there. WrestleMania was on. I had nothing better to do, so I just sat there and watched it. The matches up to the point of Undertaker versus Sean were fine. They were all right. Mm. I watched him. It still didn't get the appeal of wrestling. Watched this match, and for whatever reason, it just all clicked. Wow. I just understood everything. I was on the edge of my seat watching this match. That is so cool. Yeah. Just everything. I loved it, and it's it made me fall in love with wrestling, Lonnie. And you haven't looked back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it for about four years oh. up until this point, if I'm being honest. What yeah. happened? It just, uh, Mr. McMahon's getting old. He's not making the best decisions and, oh. and that sort of thing. Okay. It could have changed by now for all I know. But um, it's also, if you're going to dedicate yourself to watching wrestling, that's all your time. It's a big basically. commitment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they've got like four shows a week. Monday Night Raw is three hours <laughs> yeah. every week. And SmackDown's like two. Uh, NXT's one. And I think another one's the Cruiserweight, which is one. Uh, it's too much time. And the pay-per-views go for like four hours each. Wow. Yeah. So do you like, we'll just dip in to watch a good match or WrestleMania or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the last one I watched was, I think, WrestleMania 32. I hadn't watched for a few months at that point. I said, okay, I'm going to watch this WrestleMania. If I don't love it, I'm just going to stop watching. And I didn't. Oh. Um, yeah. Undertaker lost. <sighs> But you've got your memories, and you've got this match. So why do you love it so much? What what was it, what about it? Made it so perfected, perfected, <laughs> perfect. Maybe is a better way of saying that word. It's just got amazing storytelling. Like um, it's just got amazing back and forth. Like there's moves that you think will end the match, and they don't. And there's a lot of those. It's got some spectacular moments. Like at one point, Sean does a moonsault, which is a backflip off the top rope yeah. onto a standing Undertaker. Undertaker catches him in midair and does his finishing move, which is a tombstone pile driver. Yeah. Where he uh, 
basically grabs you in like a 69 position. Kind Ooh, of and it's the best way to describe it and just slams you into the ground shit. on your head. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. And it's just very emotional. And as I said, it's, it's what clicked for me when I watch wrestling. I have to say, I feel bad for ever doubting you in wrestling because it is cool. Like, the theatrics of it really get me. It's, it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. And Sean, Sh- he's not even my favourite wrestler. Like, <laughs> he's just one of. Just one of, okay. Are great. Well, maybe we have to do a, another episode of this in the future where we well, go through another wrestler. And you'll watch all the matches this time. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I won't. No, I will. Um, but anyway, general thoughts about wrestling, Lonnie? I, the Sailor fan is probably too um, much because I've only dipped into this and what I do have is a newfound respect for wrestling. So thank you very much for that. Okay, that's um, what I wanted. And as I said to you, it's like dipping in, into reading a book at Chapter 40 when there's, <laughs> it's really hard to re- understand all the storylines and whatever, but I can underst- I can appreciate the the colour and movement and theatrics of it all. Um, and appreciate the stunt work as well. Like, you can't yeah, can't go past... There's people who are very good at their job. Absolutely. There's, um, yeah, there's some crazy matches. I didn't even show you, like, the extreme side of wrestling, like the thumbtacks and barbed wire bats. And, oh, it's, it can get rough, Lonnie. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm especially glad you showed me the ladder match because I had no idea they existed and that was such a cool idea. Oh, yeah, there's heaps of gimmick matches on you. Like, there's a steel cage match where they surround the ring with a steel cage until when you've got to escape the steel cage by climbing over the top or through the door. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it's great stuff, Lonnie. And I don't know which one it was. Maybe it was the maybe it was the, the Triple H match. Looking through the, the, um, the WrestleMania, like, the, the whole three hours comes up and you scroll through to find the most the best part and donald trump's there i've always known he's been part of wrestling and he's been part of matches and stuff i've never really understood it though uh that was i was considering that uh once i decided on the sean theme i didn't do it but there's a match where him and vince mcmahon both like nominate a wrestler to fight for them yeah and it's a hair versus hair match so whoever loses has to shave their head (laughs) (laughs) this is great Okay. Oh my god! I actually, Donald Trump clotheslines Mr. McMahon. At one uh, point. <laughs> I read a story where Donald Trump was watching it, and I think it was Vince, like in one of the the story filmed aspects of the show, he like gets into a limousine and it blows up or something, mm. and Donald Trump rang up to check if he's okay. <laughs> oh no! Donald. I mean, dude, you're part of it, <laughs> like. <laughs> First of all, everyone knows it's it's a story. Second of all, you've been part of the story. <laughs> oh, Why would he no. think it's real? And he's the president. Well, not anymore. Not anymore, thank the Lord. <laughs> oh, no. Controversial. No, not really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe one day we can go through the, the Donald Trump wrestling uh, canon. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe, But um, yeah. I will say, if you or the listener can get access to it, it's on the WWE wwe network uh if you can watch the documentary heartbreak and triumph um that's about sean's career from starts to i think 2007 yeah that's when it was made um but it was very interesting especially all of his experiences in the 90s and that sort of thing okay i'll check that out yeah absolutely but uh i'll finish this off our thought of wrestling with a quote 
which I think sums up wrestling for me. Mm -hmm. It's a quote from screenwriter and maker of the great YouTube documentary video, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, Max Landis. Okay. He says, don't get me wrong. A lot of wrestling sucks, but when it's good, it's fucking great. (laughs) Nice. That's a good way to sum it up, Dylan. I think so. But uh, that'll do me for this week. And Lonnie, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Do you want to thank, get the audience to do anything or just end it there? Um, go on our socials. I miss you, man. You'll find us. All right. Okay? Give us a follow. Give us a review on podcast apps. Yeah, what are we on? Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Stitcher, everything, I think. Everywhere where good podcasts are found. Yes. I'll put that before we say I miss you, man. How's about that? Oh, it's up to you. We can keep this in. Okay. <laughs> Put it behind the scenes. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.